we're back. <laughs> All right, we're we are here to today to talk about mental health. So we currently are actually in quarantine. It's right now we're in our second lockdown. And, you know, we did here open back up in Los Angeles for about a month and then we shut back down again. So we thought today's topic would be um, so good to dive in to how are you surviving your quarantine and what do you do on a regular basis to help your mental health? And part of this is we know mental health has a huge impact on your gut health. There's an entire, you know, concept of the gut brain access. And I am a huge uh, proponent of morning routines specifically. And, uh, you know, I feel like uh, high functioning performers, uh, CEOs go into, you know, where my people of inspiration, even things like Gabby Bernstein and Tony Robbins, anytime I can get into uh, understanding someone's more routine. I'm always looking for, you know, additional insights and daily practices and habits uh, that I can incorporate. So I'm just going to share a little bit of my morning routine um, and kind of how it's evolved over the last six months. And uh, Adair will go into hers as well. So I'll get started. Um, I was the type of go-getter in the morning, 5.30 in the morning. I'm up, I'm counting the road, whether that's going for a run, going to soul cycle. Um, I woke up, the first thing I did after uh, making my bed, was um, make some coffee. So uh, my morning routine actually starts with making my bed. Uh, there's some evidence uh, that supporting uh, if you make your bed, uh, just getting in the habit of creating order in your life is already existing once you make your bed. So uh, actually, before I get out of bed, let's talk about that. So, <laughs> okay. So my morning routine starts uh, when my alarm goes off. And before I leave my bed, I um, meditate for 20 minutes. And uh, doing all of the things that I'm doing obviously can be a little overwhelming. Um, and for some people may sound a little woo-woo, uh, but I truly have noticed a profound impact since doing this. Um, and so I guess as I was speaking about before, I was always hitting the ground running immediately after getting out of bed. Uh, now, before I get out of bed, I really set up how I visualize my day is going to look. Um, and that starts with meditation and I meditate for 20 to 25 minutes every morning. Um, and then I will also pray uh, and spend about seven to eight minutes in prayer. And then I will actually physically get out of bed. Um, and then I will drink um, about 250 mils to 500 mils of water. Uh, that's room temperature just because, you know, we've been sleeping all night long and we are dehydrated. So that's kind of how I start my morning. Um, I spend about two hours getting ready for the day and kind of setting it up. So uh, I like slow mornings, uh, which is really an exact opposite of how they started uh, prior to you know this pandemic. So the last six months, my mornings have been much slower. Um, and with that, I've been spending more time just being present with myself and getting in tune with you know how I may be feeling. Uh, believe it or not, Adair and I don't wake up in perfectly good moods every morning. <laughs> so it's all about how we get um, through the day, how we own the day and how we're gonna take the day on. And I think that really starts with getting in tune with yourself and trying to understand your needs um, and what that may uh, be that you're, you're needing more support from today. So uh, after my meditation and my prayer, uh, I drink some water and then I make another warm beverage, um, whether it depends on what I'm craving. So that's either um, like an espresso, uh, matcha or tea. So uh, I kind of vary through those three throughout the day um, and my, my mornings. And then after that, I will journal. Um, I'll journal for about 15 to 20 minutes um, and those topics vary 
diary uh, depending on the day. So sometimes I journal about what does it look like to forgive myself every day um, and I'll spend time journaling. And then I also am a huge uh, fan of, of practicing gratitude. So I list five things that I'm grateful for. Uh, and some of those things are the sunshine in the morning. Some of it's, uh, you know, my plants. I'm trying to be a house mom and keep my plants alive. So uh, I am proud of my plant work. And the other thing, when you focus on gratitude, um, you think about uh, what you're grateful for. You're more apt to look at positive situations throughout the day. Um, there's that, you know, kind of theory or concept that, uh, you know, I want a G-Wagon. It's a type of car. I find every single person drives a G-Wagon. But when you focus on something, and in this case, it's gratitude, you're able to pull it out throughout the day and really kind of change your thought process in what uh, you're grateful for and what are all the amazing things in your life. And then I will finish my morning up uh, with a dance. So I will move my body to about two songs and whatever that music is, um, I feel like I start to get in touch with my body and listen to it, begin to listen to it. Um, and so I dance for about two songs. Um, and then I have a laughing practice where I will laugh for about two to three minutes. <laughs> so um, yeah, good thing I am single and I live alone <laughs> and um, I don't have have any neighbors so I can continue with all of my antics in the morning just because I feel like setting your day up for success is so huge and that really kind of concludes my my morning rituals that I that I do Awesome. I love it. <laughs> so there's definitely some bits and pieces that are similar in my morning and some that are different. But I would say that, you know, over the years, obviously, my morning routine has drastically changed. Back when I was, you know, on Adderall, I would have the alarm go off, I would have my, you know, five or 10 milligrams ready to go next to the bed, I would pop it, go back to sleep for 30 minutes, let the snooze go. And then then I was ready for my day, which obviously is not what I do to myself now. But back then I would hit straight on my workouts. Now, however, yes, my mornings are a lot slower. And I would say that changed when I started dating my husband. As I said, he's from Barcelona. And so definitely he's taught me how to be a lot more balanced. So I really, not only when I got off Adderall, I had to learn how to be more balanced. But when I started dating him, it, he was stating how everything was too rushed and that I needed to really slow down and not, you know, work out every single day. So my mornings kind of derive around around, you know, what time I have to be at work and what time, um, if I'm actually making time to work out for the day. So once my alarm goes off, I either will do my morning meditation in my bed or I'll get up and go over to my biomat, which is laid out on my couch, which has amethyst crystals and infrared in it. So it's just kind of depending on what mood I'm in, but I always have next to my bed, my crystals. So if I do decide to do my morning meditation, I do a lot of like energy work at that time. So I really hone in on the questions to the universe that I really want to dive in for the day or that week. And I find that the quietest time of the day is the morning and I can really find that inner peace or get those answers that I'm looking for. So when I was in high school, I was in this really bad car accident and doctors told me I wasn't going to walk again. And they taught me how to use energy healing to move your energy in different directions. And maybe you've done it with crystal pendulums, or maybe you do it by rocking back and forth, but your energy will move one way for yes and the other way for no. And so I really find that the morning you'll get this 
the clearest answers. So I'll start my morning with that visualization piece, that meditation, or that energy work. And then I'll get up and go into the kitchen to drink my lemon water. So really help, like Megan said, really getting that hydration in your body. In addition, help with any, you know, make your body more alkaline since we are so acidic. And then I strive to have at least three to five days a week my celery juice. So I know not everybody has benefits from it, but I definitely have noticed personally in my digestion and inflammation that celery juice definitely works for me. Um, and then I heat up my hot water and make my puer tea. And while that's happening is when I do my journal for the day. So like Megan said, sometimes that could be writing down things I'm grateful for, but a lot of times I'm really just focusing on thanking the universe for the things that I want, but acting as if they've already happened. So I might state like, thank you for tripling my income. <laughs> thank you for <laughs> finding XYZ or thank you for yada, yada, yada. But of course, making sure I'm grateful for the things that I have at that moment, but also adding in all the things that I do want, but acting as if they've already happened. So really helping that manifestation and making it a part of the making the future now, I should say. Yeah. So once that journal piece is done and it's been a while since the celery juice, then I'll dive into my puer tea and I really will drink multiple glasses of that, maybe like four some mornings if I feel like I'm really full or if I really want my digestion moving for that day. But I get the most clear headed in the morning. And if I can have that digestion bowel movement piece before starting my day, I can take on things in a lot more capacity. So, um, and yeah, and then usually I try to go get my workout in after that. <laughs> but obviously it depends on the time of day, what, how early my work meetings are. So, so, you know, obviously Megan and I are kind of talking like right now we're in the mode of pandemic and we've had extra time to focus on ourselves in the morning, but maybe your workday doesn't allow you to have two hours to yourself and you probably might have kids too. So you're thinking these people are crazy who has two hours to themselves in the morning, but it really is prioritizing. So whether that's 10 minutes for you or an hour, 30 minutes, whatever it is, it's just making sure you find that time some point through the day if you can't get it in the morning really find it at some point for your own mental sanity which is where I guess we're going to go with the next piece to this is like you know during quarantine uh, even myself who has a routine who has a healthy diet who still had exercise um, capabilities because we're here in LA we weren't locked in an apartment in New York you know I can't imagine someone who doesn't have all of these modalities at their fingertips to keep them you know strong in that sense because even I was having anxiety and still having anxiety about the future so it's I think today will be we'll dive a little bit further and what can you do besides just this morning routine to help with your mental health Yeah, I think one big thing that we've seen here is, um, you know, we call it social distancing, but it's really, it's it's not social distancing, it's physical distancing. Um, and, you know, we're taking away so many different ways of communication, you know, even now that in, in Los Angeles, we're actually able to go to restaurants that are outside, um, but servers are wearing masks. 
Uh, we're obviously all wearing masks and, um, you know, they have face shields on and there's so much connection lost through facial expressions, laughing, you know, usually you, you go out and it's more of an experience. And I think, you know, part of the aspect of leaving your home is some fear. And really there's a, a lost uh, human connection, I feel like, from being in, in other people's presence um, simply to, you know, having like a random conversation at, you know, the grocery store. I go for a lot of walks outside and, um, you know, I personally will walk on the other side of the street when someone comes by, not, uh, not because I'm afraid, but I don't know their own personal beliefs about the virus. And so to respect everyone's personal, you know, beliefs and wishes, I tend to, you know, walk away or move, move away from them. So, you know, I, I think part of it, um, you know, why there's, you know, a huge sense of loneliness and uncertainty. And so how do we get ourselves grounded? Um, and really in tune with what the future has. And I'd say for myself, I had a complete breakdown at the beginning of March and I couldn't sit with myself. I couldn't be with myself. I would dive into work projects or other projects or, you know, donate my time and research through organizations or through work. And I didn't have that. I couldn't go out. I couldn't go out with friends. I couldn't go out dinners. I couldn't, you know, be involved with other events. And I just had to sit with me and man, that was, that was scary. And and, um, you know, using, um, I worked with a life coach. Um, I did uh, something called the Hoffman process uh, that was uh, distance and um, really figuring out and being in tune to what it is you need and how to survive this time. And I think one of the most uh, difficult concepts that we have today is, is the ability to surrender and um, forego uh, control and wanting to control the future. And um, Adair said how she writes in her notebook uh, as the though it has already happened, um, our brains are crazy smart. Uh, but one thing that they can't differentiate from is, is this real or is I, am I making this up? And one great thing uh, that we can use for us is, um, yes, our income has already tripled and writing and acting and believing as though it already happened um, because it actually allows that entire creation to come to fruition uh, because you're, you're essentially, you're calling it in and you're allowing it to happen. So, you know, kind of the, the big things for me is trusting that there is a better plan no matter what that looks like. That's very well said. I think it's funny, you know, we call it the different phases of quarantine. So I personally was like thriving at the beginning of quarantine because I'm a Virgo and I'm kind of, I get affected by people's energy and they say like earth signs are more affected by other people. And so they're, they like to kind of seclude themselves a little bit. And so I'm a type of person where, yes, I love to go out and be like vibrant and energetic, but I get drained just as fast. And so I'm a person that would come home and hibernate and hide and get on my bio and like reset myself at the end of every day. And after all those years of having to heal my gut after being on Adderall, I was so used to being alone. So I feel when the beginning, I was thriving more than most people because I loved being able to reset my energy. And yes, I was fortunate to also have my husband. So I wasn't necessarily alone, but he works for a bank. So he was crazy busy in the other room, like working 18 hour days. So I had like the rest of the apartment to my 
myself with my puppy and like would literally wake up and meditate and do a ton of visualization work and breath work. And that really helped me get through it. Some definite things that I did was like, I'm obsessed with Nirvana, spelled N-U-U-R-V-A-N-A. She's like an intuitive expert and she has an online program that you can sign up for for around like $30 a month if you want extreme manifestation and visualizations if you're having a hard time doing it yourself. That's something that I dove into that I loved. If you've watched the Goop on Netflix, you've seen John Armal. He's got his seven-day breath work. So that's something you could dive into as well. That's always been super helpful. And then I really got into as much of the, what is it called? I sent you the link of my like tantras. It's like a tantras type yoga breath work. Kundalini. Yeah, the Kundalini. So I did try to do as much Kundalini as possible, especially if my husband wasn't out and about to do look really crazy doing all the different chants and the (laughs) moaning, but I had extra spare time on my hands during the shutdown. And so I dived into as much of that as possible. And I really allowed myself to release as much negative energy and blocked energy in my body because I was so high, strong and stressed and luckily had the time and was very fortunate of being paid by my work still. So I didn't have that stress and anxiety of the future at that point. However, now I've gotten to a point where I am, we're in the second lockdown and that has definitely gotten to me more than the first lockdown. And so it's kind of like, what do we want to do from here? It's like, what does our future look like now that we're actually coming out of lockdown? How are businesses going to react? How are people going to spend their money? How are people investing their money? And what do, you know, what do I want to do with my future? Because things are definitely changing. Times are changing. Business is changing. Money is changing. Everything that we knew before is different. So now I've had to refocus myself of like, usually I've always been really good of not fearing the future and not allowing fear to drive and motivate your daily actions. But what I've kind of done in the past week is like stepped back and say like, why, why does this scare me? Okay, so if I fail at this, then at least I tried, I would rather say that I tried than not. So it's such a perfect time to reinvent yourself, reinvent the wheel, try new things. Hence why Megan and I are finally getting around to starting our podcast <laughs> that we've talked about for a, literally a year. <laughs> so thank you all for supporting it. Yeah. So, you know, it's this is a time to let go of the past, embrace the future and live in the moment. I think that's the hardest thing that we all don't do is we either live in the past or we are fearing of the future and not really embracing the present. Agree. And uh, one other thing too that I found was helpful is get off social media, get off Instagram, stop comparing yourself. It's natural to compare yourself uh, to others. Um, and social media is like an end- endless scroll. So get outside, do something else. Yeah. So obviously we can dive further in more episodes into, you know, food to help with anxiety and supplements to help with anxiety. But right now we just really wanted to be short and quick of just what are some things that you can take control of that are easy that you don't have to go out to the store and buy? And that is just your daily routine. So really focus on giving yourself that quiet time. Focus on all of the things that Megan and I talked about in our morning routine. And then just your positive thoughts throughout the day because ultimately you control your destiny. That was awesome. <laughs> all right, guys. Have a fabulous day and we will see you soon. Bye for now. Ciao, ciao. 